Chapter Thirteen of More New Arabian Nights: The Dynamiter by Robert Louis Stevenson and Fanny Vandegrift Stevenson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter Thirteen: The Superfluous Mansion Concluded. Somerset ran straight upstairs. The door of the drawing room, contrary to all custom, was unlocked and bursting in the young man found zero seated on a sofa in an attitude of singular dejection close beside him stood an untasted grog the mark of strong preoccupation the room besides was in confusion boxes had been tumbled to and fro the floor was strewn with keys and other implements and in the midst of this disorder lay a lady's glove i have come cried somerset to make an end of this either you will instantly abandon all your schemes or cost what it may i will denounce you to the police ah replied zero slowly shaking his head you are too late dear fellow i am already at the end of all my hopes and fallen to be a laughing-stock and mockery my reading he added with gentle despondency of manner has not been much among romances yet i recall from one a phrase that depicts my present state with critical exactitude and you behold me sitting here like a burst drum what has befallen you cried somerset my last batch returned the plotter wearily like all the others is a hollow mockery and a fraud in vain do i combine the elements in vain adjust the springs and i have now arrived at such a pitch of disconsideration that except yourself dear fellow i do not know a soul that i can face my subordinates themselves have turned upon me what language have i heard to-day what illiberality of sentiment what pungency of expression she came once i could have pardoned that for she was moved but she returned returned to announce to me this crushing blow and somerset she was very inhumane yes dear fellow i have drunk a bitter cup the speech of females is remarkable for well well denounce me if you will you but denounce the dead i am extinct it is strange how at this supreme crisis of my life i should be haunted by quotations from the works of an inexact and even fanciful description but here he added is another othello's occupation's gone yes dear somerset it is gone i am no more a dynamiter and how i ask you after having tasted of these joys am i to condescend to a less glorious life i cannot describe how you relieve me returned somerset sitting down on one of the several boxes that had been drawn out into the middle of the floor i had conceived a sort of maudlin toleration for your character i have a great distaste besides for anything in the nature of a duty and upon both grounds your news delights me but i seem to perceive he added a certain sound of ticking in this box yes replied zero with the same slow weariness of manner i have set several of them going my god cried somerset bounding to his feet machines machines returned the plotter bitterly machines indeed i blush to be their author alas he said burying his face in his hands that i should live to say it madman cried somerset shaking him by the arm what am i to understand have you indeed set these diabolical contrivances in motion and do we stay here to be blown up hoist with his own petard returned the plotter musingly one more quotation strange but indeed my brain is struck with numbness 
yes dear boy i have as you say put my contrivance in motion the one on which you are sitting i have timed for half an hour yon other half an hour echoed somerset dancing with trepidation merciful heavens in half an hour dear fellow why so much excitement my dynamite is not more dangerous than toffee had i an only child i would give it him to play with see this brick he continued lifting a cake of the infernal compound from the laboratory table at a touch it should explode and that with such inconquerable energy as should bestrew the square with ruins well now behold i dash it on the floor somerset sprang forward and with the strength of the very ecstasy of terror wrested the brick from his possession heavens he cried wiping his brow and then with more care than ever mother handled her first-born withal gingerly transported the explosive to the far end of the apartment the plotter his arms once more fallen to his side dispiritedly watching him it was entirely harmless he sighed they describe it as burning like tobacco in the name of fortune cried somerset what have i done to you or what have you done to yourself that you should persist in this insane behaviour if not for your own sake then for me let us depart from this doomed house where i profess i have not the heart to leave you and then if you will take my advice and if your determination be sincere you will instantly quit this city where no further occupation can detain you such dear fellow was my own design replied the plotter i have as you observe no further business here and once i have packed a little bag i shall ask you to share a frugal meal to go with me as far as to the station and to see the last of a broken-hearted man and yet he added looking on the boxes with a lingering regret i should have liked to make quite certain i cannot but suspect my underlings of some mismanagement it may be fond but yet i cherish that idea it may be the weakness of a man of science but yet he cried rising to some energy i will never i cannot if i try believe that my poor dynamite has had fair usage five minutes said somerset glancing with horror at the timepiece if you do not instantly buckle to your bag i leave you a few necessaries returned zero only a few necessaries dear somerset and you behold me ready he passed into the bedroom and after an interval which seemed to draw out into eternity for his unfortunate companion he returned bearing in his hand an open gladstone bag his movements were still horribly deliberate and his eyes lingered gloatingly on his dear boxes as he moved to and fro about the drawing-room gathering a few small trifles last of all he lifted one of the squares of dynamite put that down cried somerset if what you say be true you have no call to load yourself with that ungodly contraband merely a curiosity dear boy he said persuasively and slipped the brick into his bag merely a memento of the past ah happy past bright past you will not take a touch of spirits no i find you very abstemious well he added if you have really no curiosity to await the event i cried somerset my blood boils to get away well then said zero i am ready i would i could say willing but thus to leave the scene of my sublime endeavours without further parley somerset seized him by the arm and dragged him downstairs the hall door shut with a clang on the deserted mansion and still towing his laggardly companion the young man sped across the square in the oxford street direction they had not yet passed the corner of the garden when they were arrested by a dull thud of an extraordinary amplitude of sound accompanied and followed by a shattering fracas 
somerset turned in time to see the mansion rend in twain vomit forth flames and smoke and instantly collapse into its cellars at the same moment he was thrown violently to the ground his first glance was towards zero the plotter had but reeled against the garden rail he stood there the gladstone bag clasped tight upon his heart his whole face radiant with relief and gratitude and the young man heard him murmur to himself nunc dimittis nunc dimittis the consternation of the populace was indescribable the whole of golden square was alive with men women and children running wildly to and fro like rabbits in a warren dashing in and out of the house doors and under favour of this confusion somerset dragged away the lingering plotter it was grand he continued to murmur it was indescribably grand ah green erin green erin what a day of glory and oh my calumniated dynamite how triumphantly hast thou prevailed suddenly a shade crossed his face and pausing in the middle of the footway he consulted the dial of his watch good god he cried how mortifying seven minutes too early the dynamite surpassed my hopes but the clockwork fickle clockwork has once more betrayed me alas can there be no success unmixed with failure and must even this red-letter day be chequered by a shadow incomparable ass said somerset what have you done blown up the house of an unoffending old lady and the whole earthly property of the only person who is fool enough to befriend you you do not understand these matters replied zero with an air of great dignity this will shake england to the heart gladstone the truculent old man will quail before the pointing finger of revenge and now that my dynamite is proved effective heavens you remind me ejaculated somerset that brick in your bag must instantly be disposed of but how if we could throw it in the river a torpedo cried zero brightening a torpedo in the thames superb dear fellow i recognize in you the marks of an accomplished anarch true returned somerset it cannot be so done and there is no help but you must carry it away with you come on then and let me at once consign you to a train nay nay dear boy protested zero there is now no call for me to leave my character is now reinstated my fame brightens this is the best thing i have done yet and i see from here the ovations that await the author of the golden square atrocity my young friend returned the other i give you your choice i will either see you safe on board a train or safe in jail somerset this is unlike you said the chymist you surprise me somerset i shall considerably more surprise you at the next police office returned somerset with something bordering on rage for on one point my mind is settled either i see you packed off to america brick and all or else you dine in prison you have perhaps neglected one point returned the unoffended zero for speaking as a philosopher i fail to see what means you can employ to force me the will my dear fellow now see here interrupted somerset you are ignorant of anything but science which i can never regard as being truly knowledge i sir have studied life and allow me to inform you that i have but to raise my hand and voice here in this street and the mob good god in heaven somerset cried zero turning deadly white and stopping in his walk great god in heaven what words are these oh not in jest not even in jest should they be used the brutal mob the savage passions somerset for god's sake a public-house somerset considered him with freshly awakened curiosity this is very interesting said he you recoil from such a death who would not asked the plotter want to be blown up by dynamite inquired the young man 
doubtless strikes you as a form of euthanasia pardon me returned zero i own and since i have braved it daily in my professional career i own it even with pride it is a death unusually distasteful to the mind of man one more question said somerset you object to lynch law why it is assassination said the plotter calmly but with eyebrows a little lifted as in wonder at the question shake hands with me cried somerset thank god i have now no ill feeling left and though you cannot conceive how i burn to see you on the gallows i can quite contentedly assist at your departure i do not very clearly take your meaning said zero but i am sure you mean kindly as to my departure there is another point to be considered i have neglected to supply myself with funds my little all has perished in what history will love to relate under the name of the golden square atrocity and without what is coarsely if vigorously called stamps you must be well aware it is impossible for me to pass the ocean for me said somerset you have now ceased to be a man you have no more claim upon me than a door-scraper but the touching confusion of your mind disarms me from extremities until to-day i always thought stupidity was funny i now know otherwise and when i look upon your idiot face laughter rises within me like a deadly sickness and the tears spring up into my eyes as bitter as blood what should this portend i begin to doubt i am losing faith in scepticism is it possible he cried in a kind of horror of himself is it conceivable that i believe in right and wrong already i have found myself with incredulous surprise to be the victim of a prejudice of personal honour and must this change proceed have you robbed me of my youth must i fall at my time of life into the common banker but why should i address that head of wood let this suffice i dare not let you stay among women and children i lack the courage to denounce you if by any means i may avoid it you have no money well then take mine and go and if ever i behold your face after to-day that day will be your last under the circumstances replied zero i scarce see my way to refuse your offer your expressions may pain they cannot surprise me i am aware our point of view requires a little training a little moral hygiene if i may so express it and one of the points that has always charmed me in your character is this delightful frankness as for the small advance it shall be remitted you from philadelphia it shall not said somerset dear fellow you do not understand returned the plotter i shall now be received with fresh confidence by my superiors and my experiments will be no longer hampered by pitiful conditions of the purse what i am now about sir is a crime replied somerset and were you to roll in wealth like vanderbilt i would scorn to be reimbursed of money i had so scandalously misapplied take it and keep it by george sir three days of you have transformed me to an ancient roman with these words somerset hailed a passing hansom and the pair were driven rapidly to the railway terminus there an oath having been exacted the money exchanged hands and now said somerset i have bought back my honour with every penny i possess and i thank god though there is nothing before me but starvation i am free from all entanglement with mr zero pumpernickel jones to starve cried zero dear fellow i cannot endure the thought take your ticket returned somerset i think you display temper said zero take your ticket reiterated the young man well said the plotter as he returned ticket in hand 
your attitude is so strange and painful that i scarce know if i should ask you to shake hands as a man no replied somerset but i have no objection to shake hands with you as i might with a pump-well that ran poison or bell-fire this is a very cold parting sighed the dynamiter and still followed by somerset he began to descend the platform this was now bustling with passengers the train for liverpool was just about to start another had but recently arrived and the double tide made movement difficult as the pair reached the neighbourhood of the bookstall however they came into an open space and here the attention of the plotter was attracted by a standard broadside bearing the words second edition explosion in golden square his eye lighted groping in his pocket for the necessary coin he sprang forward his bag knocked sharply on the corner of the stall and instantly with a formidable report the dynamite exploded when the smoke cleared away the stall was seen much shattered and the stall keeper running forth in terror from the ruins but of the irish patriot or the gladstone bag no adequate remains were to be found in the first scramble of the alarm somerset made good his escape and came out upon euston road his head spinning his body sick with hunger and his pockets destitute of coin yet as he continued to walk the pavements he wondered to find in his heart a sort of peaceful exultation a great content a sense as it were of divine presence and the kindliness of fate and he was able to tell himself that even if the worst befell he could now starve with a certain comfort since zero was expunged late in the afternoon he found himself at the door of mr godall's shop and being quite unmanned by his long fast and scarce considering what he did he opened the glass door and entered ha huh, said mr godall mr somerset well have you met with an adventure have you the promised story sit down if you please suffer me to choose you a cigar of my own special brand and reward me with a narrative in your best style i must not take a cigar said somerset indeed said mr godall but now i come to look at you more closely i perceive that you are changed my poor boy i hope there is nothing wrong somerset burst into tears End of chapter 13. Read by Don W. Jenkins, Rancho San Diego, California, shaggybark.blogspot.com.